If you have your Bibles, just this one verse there in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 8, just Monday morning there early, just the Lord give me this verse. And uh, it's, just a, it's just a wonderful verse, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. When you get to it, if you don't mind just standing for the reading of God's word, 2 Corinthians 9 and 8, we'll all read the verse together if we could, just that one verse. Once we're there, then we'll stand together. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's read it together then. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just, Lord, even all these requests tonight, Lord, they're so beyond us in a natural realm, but we thank God that you're more than able tonight to meet every need, Lord. And as Paul has prayed for every name on this board, Lord, we serve an almighty God. Lord, even Eddie, Lord, where no person in a physical can reach him, we thank you that the Holy Ghost is not bound and you're able to reach into that man, Lord, reach into his heart and even quicken the words that have been spoken to him. Lord, all these great needs tonight, Lord, we can go nowhere else but to Jesus, knowing that you hear and answer every prayer. So, Lord, even quicken your word to our hearts. Quicken us to pray tonight, Lord. Oh, God, we're asking, Lord, that you would help us in the place of prayer. Lord, just come tonight with thanksgiving in our hearts for all that you have done, all that you are doing. But, oh, God, all that you're going to do in the days ahead. Lord, help us tonight, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You may take your seats. Praise the Lord. And God is able. And God is able. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. What an amazing verse, an amazing verse that our God is able. He's more than able. This word that struck me in the verse was the word abound. God, because you and I, through his word, by the authority of his word, to abound in every good work that God would cause us to abound. And that word simply means to abundantly furnish or to have an abundance or to abound in a thing. So God wants his people to be abundantly furnished for the good work that is before us. And God is simply saying that this is all possible because he's able That God is able. He wants us to believe him tonight that our God is able. Even in the midst of where we are, God is still able to do that which is impossible. The ability, it's a recognition for us as we're coming to pray tonight in God's great ability. God has a great ability to do that which is beyond the realm of the natural. To do that which is the impossible because of his omnipotent power that he is almighty that there are no boundaries there is nothing too hard for the lord that there is nothing that god cannot do because he's god and he's saying he is able paul is saying that our god is able in order that the grace of god would come afresh to our lives and cause us to abound to be abundant in the work of the lord and every life In this room, we're hearing just as people are going about their business, how God is directing them and leading them divine appointments. Uh, Just a couple of months ago, I met a 
A wee man a few years ago, his name's Fred, Pastor Fred in, in Congo at one of the CMFI conferences. And I got a wee note through that he'd taken very ill and they'd rushed him to a hospital in, over into Kenya. And uh, he was there for a number of weeks. But after he got out of hospital, while he was there, he walked out of the hospital and planted a church. And now there's about 50 people in that church. Because God wants us to abound even if things aren't looking well or even if we are going through afflictions and trials. That there's the abounding work of the Lord, the ability of God to do that which is beyond the natural realm of man. And this all comes, of course, the Bible tells us here that God is able to make all grace the grace of God that we were talking or heard just earlier. That grace of God is able to make us abound in the Lord. And this grace is something that is, is an amazing thing by the Holy Ghost that there be a fresh touch of God's grace upon every life in this room. The Bible tells us that there's no good thing that he would, would hold from us to them that walk uprightly. God's more willing to give than even we are to receive in this meeting tonight that God wants to pour in a fresh touch of his grace in our lives and that he would enable us to abound in the work of the Lord. Even in, in drought, the Bible says, our souls can be satisfied. Even in the midst of the darkness, we're to shine as lights. And so how does that happen? Well, where does it work? And it's all because of God's great, amazing grace, the grace of God. There go I, as Paul has said tonight, but for the grace of God. Isn't the grace of God an amazing thing? I don't believe you can fully describe it because it's just God. It's so amazing what the grace of God can do. Here's some things I want to go through with you tonight that God's grace can do. God's amazing grace enables a man or a woman to become something that is not possible by human effort. Anybody know the truth of that? If you're saved tonight, every one of us know the truth of it. In other words, God's amazing grace changes a life changes your life, changes my life. God's grace has changed us. It is not what we have done. It is what he has done in our lives. Isn't God's grace amazing? And what hope that gives us tonight then is when we're praying for those names that are mentioned that are not saved and we're lifting them to the throne of grace, that God's amazing grace can reach into a heart tonight and change a life instantly. That's the power, that's the ability of God to reach into a loved one's heart, to touch the hardened heart of a sinner and change that heart in an instant by the grace of God. Do we need to pray that God's grace would come upon our loved one's hearts? God's grace would come upon those that are not saved. The amazing grace of God. This is what Paul said in 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 12. He said these words, and you'll see the grace of God here. 1 Timothy 1 and verse 12. Paul said, And I thank Christ Jesus our Lord, who hath enabled me, for that he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. And then this is what he says, who was before a blasphemer and a persecutor and injurious, but I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. Look at verse 14. And the grace of our Lord was exceeding abundant. 
That's the encounter that Paul had on the Damascus Road, a blasphemer, a persecutor of the church, and in an instant, by the grace of God, his exceeding abundant grace changed a man's life. Has your life been changed by the grace of God? That's the power and the ability of God to change a heart in an instant. And God has done that in lives all across this room. The grace of God. And it says with faith and love which is in Christ Jesus. So we need to encourage yourselves tonight as we come to pray for the unsaved. God's amazing grace is able to reach the hardest of heart tonight and change it in an instant. It's the ability of God to do it. And we need to pray, not because of our strength or because of who we are, but on, on the ability of who God is tonight, that he can change a life in a moment. Also, secondly, God's amazing grace enables a man or a woman to go through things that seem impossible. How do people make it through? Have you ever watched or looked at a life our brother or sister going through circumstances, going through trials, going through darkness, going through storms, and you're looking at their life and you're going, how did they make it through? Do you know how it is? God's grace. That's how we make it through. We're not going to make it through by shoulders back, straight, you know, shoulders out, straight back. You know, we're going to, we're not going to make it by our own efforts, but it's the amazing grace of God through many dangers, toils and snares I have already. And it's grace that has brought us thus far. And it's going to be grace that is going to bring us on home. The amazing grace of God. Isaiah says in Isaiah 43 and 2, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burnt, and neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. What is that? That's the amazing grace of God. That's Jesus. He'll be with you through it all. He brings us through the storms, through the valleys, through the fire. That's the grace of God. We haven't made it this far by ourselves. It's by God's great grace. He enables us to go through things otherwise that we'd never make it. And friends, you honestly don't know how so many are making it without Christ at the minute. And so many just simply aren't. But by God's grace, he brings us through. Number three, God's amazing grace enables a man or a woman to do things for God that she or he knows it's not possible for them to do it themselves. And you know this book? This book is full of people who've done extraordinary, supernatural things that they know in themselves they couldn't do it. And even at times they would argue with God that they can't do it. And why has God taken them to do it? And yet God is no respecter of persons. If you look at Exodus chapter 4, you'll find an 80-year-old man standing, speaking to God. God's purpose was to deliver two million people out of bondage, out of a nation, the greatest nation on the earth, the greatest army, the Egyptian army. And Pharaoh himself, an 80-year-old man standing at the back of a desert, arguing with God, saying, God, I cannot do it. Exodus 4 and 10 says, Moses said unto the Lord, O my Lord, I am not eloquent, Neither heretofore, nor since thou hast spoken unto thy servant, I am slow of speech, I am slow of tongue. Friends, if 
I probably had a pound for every time I heard someone say in church, I could never do that. I think that building would already be open. We speak things, and I know it's sincere in our hearts saying we could never, but it isn't what we can do, it's what God can do through us. It's the grace of God that's able to take a life in this room. The availability of that life is so simple that we're willing, that we're there, that we're surrendered to the Lord, but we're simply available to God to say, God, whatever you require of me to do, I'm willing to do it. But in myself, I know I do not have the confidence to do it. I do not have the ability to do it. Moses is saying, how will I do it? I can't even speak. God says, but you're the man. It's my grace that will enable you, Moses, to walk in, back into the place where you're a wanted man, go in to Pharaoh and to stand before Pharaoh and simply utter my message, let my people go. It was the grace of God that took that man and enabled him to do that, which was impossible. So why would we limit God tonight? Why would we limit the Holy One who would want to take any life in this room and every life in this room who's willing to be used of God and simply say, God, I'm available, Lord, forever what you want to do with my life and allow the grace of God to enable you to do that which is the impossible. God's able. Remember what we read tonight. And God is able. Is he able to do it through you? We can believe it for other people, but can you believe that God can do it in you and through you? To use your life for his glory. Look what Paul said over in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. If you turn over. He said these words. 1 Corinthians 15 and 9. 1 Corinthians 15 and 9. Paul writes and says. For I am the least of the apostles. That I'm not meet to be called an apostle. Again he says. Because I persecuted the church of God. So I don't really qualify here, he's saying, even to really be mentioned amongst the apostles. I'm actually the least because of the, the life that I lived. I persecuted the church of Jesus Christ. But then in verse 10, it begins with the word. Would you say this word, but? You love the buts of the scripture because they're important. But by the grace of God, he said, I am what I am, God done a miracle in his life. God changed his life. And then he said, and his grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain. And then this is what he says. And this isn't him boasting in himself. He's boasting in the grace of God. But I labored more abundantly than they all. He was the least not worthy to be called the apostle because he persecuted. But by the grace of God, he was saved and by the grace of God, he's saying, I ended up laboring more than them all. What was that? Was that because Paul was some type of unique man? No, it was because of the amazing grace of God in his life. And he says, yet not I, but the grace of God, which was with me. Do we need more of his grace? Do we need that abounding, that abundant grace of God to touch our lives? In verse, in the number four, it says, I just want to leave another couple of points. It's God's amazing grace delivers a man or a woman from the power of the tempter and enables them to bear it. This is really important. 
or maybe someone that's struggling tonight, someone in a battle tonight, someone being tempted into sin tonight, someone really up against the powers of darkness. Thank God for the grace of God. This is what it says in 1 Corinthians 10 and 13. If you turn over number 4 here. 1 Corinthians 10 and 13. Paul writes and says, There hath no temptation taken you, but such is common to man. But God is faithful. But God is, is in our God faithful? Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you're able. In other words, God knows how much you can take. You know, we may say, I can't take any more. But God knows exactly how much you can take. You might say, I can't go any further. But God knows exactly how much further you can go. But then it says these words. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above what you're able. But with the temptation. With the temptation. What does he say? He will also make a way to escape. You know, in every prison, there's a way out. In every dark place of your mind, there's a way through. That's by the grace of God. That God enables that there is a place that you can escape to right into the arms of God. God is able to deliver his people from the power of the tempter. And that we will be able to bear it. How does that happen? Does that happen by willpower? No. It happens by the grace of God. The amazing grace of God to enable the believer to live a life in the victory that Christ has given us through the cross. You can live in the victory through Christ and by the grace of God. Not by our strength or our willpower, but by the amazing grace of God. Listen, saint, if you're battling tonight, there's a way out. His name's Jesus. There's a way through. There's a way of escape. It's God's grace. And lastly, just looking at this verse again, God's amazing grace. And this came just Monday morning. This woke up. I'll be honest, there was a big list for the building. And I was praying and saying, Lord, help us. And he gave me this verse. I just said, Lord, we need your help. And so I read this verse and I read over it and I read over it. God is able to make all grace abound toward you that ye always having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. Now, Lord, help us to abound. God's able. God is able. For the work of the Lord, he's able. He's able, he's able to cause us to abound in the work of the Lord. Think about that just for a moment, and all that we are praying for, believing for, and what we labor in from every aspect of the ministry of this small fellowship. But you know, I think we really need to pray, Lord, cause the work to abound. Now I tell you, friend, if God breathes on his work and the showers begin to fall, listen, this work and the work of the Lord in general will go to new heights and new depths beyond what we could ever dream or we could ever imagine. I don't say that because it sounds like a nice thing to say. I say that because I know God is able. 
God is able things that are yet possibly even in the heart of a man or a woman in this room that have never been birthed, but they're in the heart, that the abounding grace of God is able to come on a fellowship and a group of people and cause his work to abound. Think about it. Think about it for a moment. Is that a strategy? Is that trying to get a committee together to work something out? Is that us trying to put all things down and get a plan together? Do you know what that is? It's when God simply by his grace breathes upon his work. And suddenly the abounding grace of God causes that work because he's the all-sufficient one. And he causes that work to begin to flourish like we have never even imagined that it could do. God's able. God's able. But friend, there's many doubters. There's much unbelief. And there are many fearful. But I'm here to tell you God's able. Even in the midst of it all, God is able to make the grace of God to abound toward you, toward me. That in everything we have all sufficiency in all things that the work of the Lord is going to abound. It's going to be abundant work. Imagine that. Do you think that's God's purpose? All sufficiency in all things. Where's it coming from? Where's the help coming from? Where, where are we going to look to? Where's our source? Where's our strength? How are we going to make it all happen? There's a great source. My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. You know, it was great because we get into the van, sat with Hassan Monday morning. And I said, bro, we better pray. It's going to be a long, maybe never, there's maybe no coming back here. <laughs> and then Adrian came. He brought a big guy down with him. He's only 17. He's about six foot three. This guy was a man mountain. I mean, I rejoiced to say a boy could carry four breeze blocks. Adrian, I tell you, he just walked in and he didn't break a sweat. And when Hassan, when Hassan looked at me and went, <laughs> I knew we were on a winner. He was able. God was able. He sent help. You, it's so simple, but you might think, well, did an angel come? No, he looked like an angel to me, but thank God he came. Thank God that the work, thank God that people are right. Thank God that the work was done. So then Tuesday, we got in, prayed again. Adrian got back, young arm was with him this time. Thank God for that. And then about 10 o'clock, a car pulled up. I didn't know who it was. I was looking, couldn't see, but it was Stephen and this is unheard of in the oil business. Stephen will tell you himself, Stephen was sent home early because there was no work. That's unheard of in January. And then we were doing about nine loads of cement. Let me tell you, an extra pair of hands with nine loads of cement goes a long way. He would cause the work to abound. You know, we got through everything that we're supposed to get through. And that might seem something simple, insignificant, but God gave me that verse on Monday morning. I said, Lord, cause the work to abound. I believed it, and Nicky prayed, and the whole thing, we filled it all. God's able. Now, we can believe him in the small things and the insignificant things. Can we not believe him for so much more? Even at this time, even in an hour where we are in lockdown and we're we're in it up against so much. Is God able to build his church? Is God able to cause his work to abound? Is God able to save souls? Is God able to birth new ministries and new visions and dreams and hearts? Is God able to plant works? Is God able to open doors? 
What does the Bible say? God is able. God is able. Colossians 1 and 9. This is God's purpose for us tonight. Colossians 1 and 9. Come to a close in two seconds. Colossians 1 and 9. For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, and to desire that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will, in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power, unto all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness. That's God's purpose, that we're fruitful in every good work, that we increase in the knowledge of God, that we're strengthened with all might, according to the glorious power, that's the Holy Ghost, unto all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness. God is able to make all grace abound toward you, toward me, that we always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. We want to be a people that abound, that comes by God's grace, by the power of the Holy Ghost, Friends, we have a great privilege to come and pray tonight. May God help us. May the grace of God be upon us. And may God cause every one of us, wherever we are, in the workplace, in the home, in the school, wherever we are, may we abound in the work of the Lord. May we abound in the work of the Lord. Let's not limit the Holy One of Israel tonight. Let's believe that God would touch every life in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you tonight. Praise you tonight. Lord, that you are the one that's able. There is none besides our God. Lord, we come and Lord, we confess our own weaknesses, our own frailties, our own inabilities. But Lord, we take our eyes off ourselves and we look unto him tonight who is able. Lord, that you are more than able, Lord. And so by the power of your spirit, Lord, even in this prayer meeting tonight, Lord, would you touch every life by the grace of God. Lord, would you cause us to abound tonight, even in the place of prayer, that much ground would be taken, Lord. Lord, that we'd press in and press through, Lord. Would you help us tonight, Lord, by your amazing grace, Lord. Lord, bring those that are battling, bring them through, Lord. Lord, those that are in temptation, break the power of the tempter tonight, Lord. Lord, those that are struggling, we thank you it's your grace. Lord, would you birth in hearts tonight, Lord. Lord, your purpose and your plan, Lord, causes, Lord, to be men and women that you want us to be, not by a reform or a program, but by the grace of our God. Lord, we thank you we're not what we used to be because of your grace, Lord. And there even has been prayed, but for the grace of God, go any of us, Lord, once drunkards and, Lord, every type of thing, Lord. But tonight, Lord, by the grace of God, we're saved. And, Lord, we want to be transformed and renewed and strengthened by your glorious power afresh tonight, Lord. So touch the next one to pray, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.